The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the college basketball underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may be bust, but your bankroll never has to be with BetQL. Use the promo code MARCH30 for 30% off the entire year at BetQL. That's BetQL and the promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best college better in the country? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free March Madness fantasy betting contest with over $8,000 in cash prizes. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our page at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Kappa contest at picksWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PicksWise.com. And finally, we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick teams that you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com and use the promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Edge.com and the promo code SGP. You are listening to an international edition here of the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. If you look at the pin tweet, you will find the PL for last month's results from lockbetting.com. Lockbetting.com is the website where I give out all of my picks. And we are heading towards our 94th month of transparent track profit. On April the 1st, you will see the PL for the month of March. You can currently go to the pin tweet at SGP Soccer and see what we did in the month of February where we won around about a unit per day for people. We are winning a unit per day, an exceptional month. We aren't quite hitting those heights this month, but we are still delivering a profit. We are over 12 units up on the month. And bearing in mind, I only give out stakes between 0.25 units and 1.5 unit maximum. That is a very, very, very good return on investment as we head towards, as I said, our 94th month of transparent track profit. And if you want to be involved with the 95th month, then look at that PL and sign up for lockbend.com on April the 1st. You can, in fact, you can go to the lockbend.com website and look through all the lockbend.com Patreon and look through all of the previous months that have taken us to 94 months of transparent track profit. And we look to do it again months. So get involved and get on the journey for month number 95 on April the 1st at lockbend.com. Moving on with this show, it's International Week. Now, 
I didn't realise the international week had been laid out like this because it varied. Now, I made the assumption, wrongly, that the international games would be starting later on in the week and then we would have some midweek action as well. In fact, it's not working that way. They're starting relatively early, being today. And then the second round of games will begin on Saturday. So, therefore... I decided not to do my Champions League and Europa League preview yet because I want to have it clear at the top of the feed for a four or five day period. So this international week kind of snuck up on me. I've decided to do the international show first. Then I'll be doing a second international show after this first round of games have concluded, these first round of World Cup qualifiers. And I'll be covering the second round of World Cup qualifiers. And after that show has dropped, immediately after that show has dropped, we will be doing the Champions League and the Europa League Futures preview. And that will sit at the top of the feed for four or five clear days before we drop the next editions of the EPL show and thus Bundesliga league show next week so that's why you are not seeing that champions league and europa league show because it would have sat at the top of the feed for just 48 hours and then it would have been covered up well not covered up but we would have had an international show sitting on top followed by another international show sitting on top and then with a week it would have been the third show down on the feeds and i know when people get busy they just listen to the latest show well this is a future show it's very very important so i want it to sit at the top of the feed for a four or five day period for a 72 hour minimum at least at the top of the feed therefore that's why that has been delayed and there has been no changes in prices or anything obviously because all we've seen is the draw and the draw remains as is and unless there are any significant injuries to key players in the international week all of those prices for the Champions League and the Europa League will hold and you will have plenty of time to bet on those futures so look out for that show towards the end of the week. So just before the, the end of the weekend, we will be dropping that highly anticipated, I assume, Champions League and Europa League show. Highly anticipated because it could potentially be the return of the locks, but we did not get those reviews that we needed. We did not get enough of those. We are literally just three or four short. So that's another reason to delay it because I really want that to be the show where we bring everything back, back with a bang, bang. So... Yes, get those reviews in for the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Five-star reviews for what we've been doing here. We've absolutely been killing it across the EPL and thus Bundesliga, and we need those reviews. And if we get those reviews, you will get your official locks back, beginning with that future show for the Champions League and the Europa League. So, as I said... Three or four more reviews is all we need. Once we get those over the line, the locks will return on that show. So as you know already, there will not be any locks on this show. But let's begin with this show because we have got ourselves a tight window here with the games beginning later on today. And uh, we begin with 7.45 kickoffs. So when we're avoiding that five o'clock game between Turkey and the Netherlands and we're starting with the 7.45s, we're looking at Belgium at home to Wales, where Belgium are the two to five favourites to win this game. It's seven to two to draw and it's eight to one here on Wales. Belgium flirt with being the, the number one team in the world. They go from number one to number two and... Um, and, and that makes a lot of sense given what their record has been over the years. And given the personnel that they have in the team, they are not only one of the favourites to win the Euros this summer, but they're also one of the favourites here to win this World Cup as we begin this World Cup qualifying for the European sector. I'm not seeing much resistance here from Wales. Wales' best route to the World Cup will be to, to finish second in this group because I don't think anybody's stopping Belgium. Since Wales knocked Belgium 
out of the um, out of the Euros in 2016, which was a major upset, and that was a that was a cancerous tournament for for Lockbetting clients because it was just shock after shock after shock, and obviously. Um, my job is to analyse when shocks are coming and when to avoid plays where there is a possibility of an upset. But going into that tournament, nobody saw Wales knocking out Belgium. Nobody. Nobody. Not even the players playing for Wales. And nobody saw Iceland knocking out England. And nobody saw France, the host nation, not winning their tournament, getting Portugal in the final, who were not the Portugal that Portugal are now. Portugal are far better team now so ever since that point in time we have seen a massive improvement from Belgium they came a lot closer to to winning the World Cup than they did the Euros they lost to the eventual winners to France but I think everybody knew going into that semi-final between France and Belgium that that team would win the World Cup the other semi-final was England versus Croatia two teams that had massively overachieved so essentially the World Cup final in the eyes of many especially mine was Belgium versus France so that's really a, a testament to how good Belgium are and um, I don't think that Wales as I said are going are gonna to put a dent in this record here this Belgium team haven't lost a competitive home game since 2010 and have won their last 12 at home the host though have conceded in six of their last seven games and this Welsh team have scored in 11 of their last 14 games and this Belgium team have scored exactly two goals and three of their last four winning 2-1 twice um, I think that would be a very respectable scoreline for Wales but look it's international week nobody wants to play these internationals it's coming right in the thick of domestic season as we're getting towards the the really important end of it where we're going to find out who wins what trophies who qualifies for Champions League who gets relegated it's a really awful time to be playing international football but the problem is there is significant importance on this game you cannot make a poor start to your World Cup qualifying campaign especially when okay so Wales aren't really in the same league as Belgium but they are a lot better than the other teams in this group. This isn't an Andorra or an Azerbaijan or a San Marino where you can put your feet up and completely rotate. Belgium are going to need to have to take this game completely seriously. Therefore, I think that they'll win this game comfortably. Given the statistical data of um, both teams scoring in Belgian games as of late, with the host conceding six of their last seven, I am going to take Belgium here with over 2.5 tacked on. I think that gives you more protection because if both teams score and Belgium wins, that cashes anyway. But you don't necessarily need both teams to score. It's not at all beyond the realm of possibility that Belgium play really well here and blow Wales away and win this game by three or four goals to nil. But I think either way, I think the more likely way of this game getting to three goals will pass it is for Wales to contribute. But I would not write off a dominant Belgian performance here. But I think inevitably Belgium do win and I'm comfortable tacking on over 2.5, which gets you into plus money territory here at 6-5 to five here for this one. Up next, we look at the team who did beat Belgium in that semi-final, the reigning and defending world champions, France. I always find it bizarre that France or whoever wins the World Cup now has to re-qualify for the World Cup. It hasn't always been that way. But for some reason, this is what now has to happen now, though. So there is a possibility, although it won't happen, of the reigning world champions not getting to the World Cup to defend the World Cup, which would be really, really stupid. It hasn't happened so far. But um, France start off their campaign, their qualifying campaign against Ukraine. France are the two seven favourites here. It's nine to two to draw, and it's eleven to one on Ukraine. 
I would not dissuade anyone. I know it's chalky, um, but taking France here at two to seven and taking Belgium here at two to five and parlaying the two selections together, I really don't see how you how you lose any money with that one. I think both of those two money line plays will cash for you safely. Obviously, we don't pick plays here that are worse than one to two minus 200, but parlaying those two selections together is better than minus 200, significantly better. Um, it's close to around about minus one to 25. So I would certainly be looking at that kind of parlay because these are two very, very strong home forms. We spoke about the Belgians. Well, France have lost just one of their last 23 home internationals winning 18. And the one they did lose was not a competitive game. France, much like Belgium, are conceding goals, though. They have conceded in six of their last seven outings on home territory here at Stade de France. This Ukraine team have lost six of their last seven internationals, but they have managed to net in four of their last five. So much like Wales, they could make a contribution to the scoreline here, but I don't want to rely on them to do so. I feel more comfortable once again going the same route that we went last time with Belgium and Wales. Belgium and over 2.5 goals at 6-5. to five. In this instance, France and over 2.5 goals is available at even money. And given the statistical data is very, very similar to the Belgium data, we ride the same play here for this one. So France and over 2.5 goals at evens will be the play in this game. Up next, we look at the team who beat France in the Euro 2016 final, and that is Portugal. And Portugal, since winning in 2016, have improved massively. Cristiano Ronaldo isn't quite the same player that he was, and they did actually win that final for, for a vast majority of it without Cristiano Ronaldo in the team, which is interesting. But they have improved massively. They are very, very defensively solid. In fact, too defensively solid. I think given the, the plethora of talent that they have, sometimes this Portugal team are far too negative. When you're looking at the likes of Ronaldo now being joined by Jao Felix, Bruno Fernandes and a host of other players here in this team. This is a very, very good and solid Portugal team. I would go as far as to say that on this show, we may have covered the three best teams in Europe straight off the bat. We are going to get to England next. They play on Thursday. So we're going to look at the England game. And I think England are also in that conversation. But when you're looking at this World Cup and, and the outright markets, I think it has to be dominated by, by these European teams. Brazil are always going to get a look in there. Obviously, Argentina is a team that Lionel Messi plays for, but Lionel Messi has failed so much on, on the World Cup stage that you can't really expect him to to deliver anything. So that's why you now do see um, Argentina slotted down as the seventh or eighth favourites for the World Cup, as opposed to being automatically installed as the third or fourth favourites, which was the messy factor in his prime. He certainly won't be in his prime going into 2022, but neither will Ronaldo. But the difference between Argentina and Portugal is, is Ronaldo is now being assisted by a whole host of weapons here in this Portuguese Portuguese side. That's why you're getting a lot of value here on Portugal to win and under four and a half goals. Now, you don't need to worry about Azerbaijan scoring because, as I said, Portugal have got an absolutely rock solid defence. But your main concern will obviously be will all of these attacking talents that I've outlined 
Could Azerbaijan get absolutely stuffed here? The answer is no. Um, all of Azerbaijan's last 10 internationals have produced under 4.5 goals and they have mixed with top teams in that period. Under 4.5 goals have been scored in five of Portugal's last seven outings and the last four meetings between the teams have produced fewer than four goals. In addition to that, you have to look at potential rotation. Do they need Bruno in this game? Do they need Ronaldo in this game? And even if they do start with those players, are they going to play the full 90 minutes? Are they going to go out there with all of these top, top players fully engrossed in Europa Leagues and Champions Leagues and and Champions and, and trying to reach Champions League with their clubs or trying to win leagues with their clubs or cups with their clubs? Everybody here is a top quality player playing for a top quality club. Will they need to exert themselves any further here? Will they need to beat Azerbaijan 5-0? They won't. They don't need to do it. And historically, they haven't done it. So the selection for this game will be Portugal to win and under 4.5 goals. And that is available at 8-13 to here in this one. Moving on to Thursday. And we look at the game here between England and and San Marino, where England are the 1 to 100 favourites here to win this game. Obviously, it's not worth taking any kind of play on that. But I think England here are massively overinflated in this market when you start looking at the handicaps. The, the bookies here are expecting England to win this game by around about seven goals, which... I don't see how that's how that. I mean, I can see how it can happen because England are significantly better than San Marino. But using the same ethos as we did on the Portugal game, do these players need to really exert themselves? Do they have to beat San Marino seven or eight nil in this game? I don't think that they do. Also, this is a very very good game for Gareth Southgate to rotate. He's called new people up into the squad like Aston Villa's. Ollie Watkins, and they are missing one or two players here as well. Like, um, well, I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold isn't missing. He just didn't make this England squad. But the fact is, is this is a new host of players that they're going to try to gel together. There is no need for a player like Harry Kane to start. And if he does start, there's no way that Harry Kane's going to play over an hour. Um, unless he's on a hat-trick here against his team, which is which could be a, a definite possibility. But I think as soon as he maybe gets the hat-trick, he will be pulled off. That There is really no need here for England to score seven or eight goals. The over-under here is what took my fancy. Over seven and a half goals is at 10 to 11. And under seven and a half goals here is at 10 to 11. Now, San Marino are not going to score. But you're basically taking 10 to 11 here on, on this game that England don't win 8-0 or more. I think that is a fantastic bet. Historically, you're looking at all of these games and you just don't see these score lines. You don't see 8, 9, 10 nils happening, even though they should do on paper. That's because teams sit back once the game is won. And also, that's because it takes often a period of time to break these teams down. I mean, England to score in the first 10 minutes, yes or no, is available at one, is available at 10 to 11. I think there's a very, very high possibility that San Marino can get out of these first 10 minutes without conceding. And even if they don't, I don't think that throws your um, under seven and a half goals into any kind of significant problem. So I think with the, the club season coming to the, the domestic season coming to an end with player rotation and the fact there is really no need to win eight or nine nil. I um, and also the fact there's not going to be a San Marino goal. I'm going to go with under seven and a half goals here in this game at 10 to 11 as we look for England to either take their foot off the gas 
or for San Marino to be able to put up some resistance for the first 15, 20 minutes here and for England to only go into the half with a uh, one or two goal lead. I think even if England went in 3-0, I think with the subs coming on, with the rotation that we'd see in the second half, yes, it would be a sweat, but I don't see England winning this game by eight or nine goals to nil. So under 7.5 goals in this one at 10 to 11 for England versus San Marino. The final game we're going to look at here is Italy at home to Northern Ireland. We we are only going to do five games here because I actually want to spend a little bit of time looking at the futures. It's only really worth looking at these futures at the start of the group stages. So you can put a nice little parlay together here for the, the main teams to, to qualify. But we'll have a look at the odds of that. So we'll make this our final game that we're going to cover from this selection or from this slate of international games. Um, Italy, as I said, are available at one to six to beat Northern Ireland. It's five to one to draw, and it's twenty-two to one on Northern Ireland. I expect a very, very definite fat pattern of play here, which is Italy having a lot of the ball and trying to break Northern Ireland down. And we'll see Northern Ireland sitting in. Northern Ireland didn't have a very good Nations League campaign, and they conceded a lot of goals in that, which was uncharacteristic for them. But that I feel comes more down to the fact that they they didn't fully. Um, focus on the um, Nations League. You see a very, very different Northern Ireland in qualifying campaigns. They took the Euros very, very seriously, hence almost managing to qualify for the Euros, only losing via a playoff. While in the Nations League, we saw a Northern Ireland team that were beaten quite comprehensively on numerous occasions. So this Northern Ireland team, when they're fully focused, don't get beaten comprehensively. They sit in, they make themselves very, very difficult to break down. And I see a definitive pattern of play here where Italy are trying to get the breakthrough. That's why I like Italy to win to nil here in this game. It is available at four to five. This is an Italy team that have conceded just seven goals in the last 22 fixtures. They are massively improving and are emerging as a force once again on the European stage. They've kept five clean sheets in the last six matches. They're unbeaten in the last 22 games since all the way back in late 2018. And this Northern Ireland team have won only two of their last 13 games here. So I think we will see Italy winning this game here with a clean sheet based on all the statistical data there that we've, that we've just gone through. And, um, As I said, definitive, definitive pattern of play. Italy having all of the ball. Northern Ireland sitting in with seven or eight men behind the ball, trying to make themselves difficult to break down. But I think when you look at this quality here in this Italy team, and Italy had a very, very dark period where they were just very heavily relying on ageing players. And eventually that caught up with them. Eventually it meant out or missing out on tournaments or having very bad tournaments. And now the new generation has come to the forefront. And this is a massively improving Italy team that are once again a force. And in this particular game, I look for them to win it comfortably here. I look for them to get that breakthrough here against Northern Ireland. And I don't look for Northern Ireland to, to score here in this one. So Italy and a clean sheet. Italy to nil available here at four to five in this one. Closing out by looking at these qualifying groups. Now, you will have to wait two years for a, for a payout here. But if you were to take Spain, France, Belgium, England and Germany as the group winners here from these groups to win group B, D, E, I and J. If you took five units on that, if you took £500 on that bet, you would end up with a return of £1,200 because that is available at seven to five. 
If you were to add Portugal to that, bearing in mind the main competitors for their group is Serbia, that takes the bet up to 11 to 5. So you're looking at a £1,600 return here from your 500. It's very, very difficult for me to make a case as for why Portugal don't win the group, other than the fact that Serbia are a better opponent than any of the other five teams that I picked initially have in their group. There really is no competition for the likes of Spain, Germany, England, who are notoriously good at qualifying campaigns. So if we run through, we look at Group B, in Spain's group, they have Sweden, Greece, Kosovo and Georgia. Spain absolutely dominate, dominate qualifying campaigns. I have no doubt in my mind that they will have a 100% home record here and will win away to Georgia and Kosovo. So already, already you are looking at 18 points on the board there for Spain. If they draw the games away to Greece and Sweden, I don't think they will. I think they'll win both. I think they'll get a a 100% record here in this group. There is no case to be made as for why Spain don't win this group. Now, I understand what I'm doing here is breaking down the chalkiest of chalky parlays. But sometimes there's just free money here on the table and you may have to wait two years for it. You may not think it's worth your while doing five units. You may want to do 10 units here and wait for the, um, and wait for the, for the two grand or the, or, or whatever you want to, however you want to do it, whether you want to do it with or without Portugal to come through. But I would keep it to those five or six teams maximum if you want it to be seen as an investment and you can have this money as free money to bet on when the World Cup starts. So essentially, if you are looking for a £1,000 bankroll for the World Cup, this is a way to start with, with double that or triple that, depending on how you want to bet this. If we look at Group C... We have left out Italy here, who are the two to five phrase, because they are getting some opposition here from Switzerland. But when you look further down the group, Northern Ireland, Bulgaria and Lithuania aren't providing any any opposition at all, which is why when you look at who will finish second in the group, you see that Switzerland are available here at one to four. And a dual forecast on Italy and Switzerland here is available at one to three. That's where those are the two teams that go through in any particular order. So we've decided to not do anything for Group C. Group D, as I mentioned, we took France. France's strongest opponents are regarded as being Ukraine, who France start off against. And as you know from from, we, from us just breaking down the game, they are the two to seven favourites to win that home game. As Ukraine is seen as the main rivals, I'm expecting a very, very serious France team today. And uh, France's main difficult game here will be travelling away to the Ukraine and possibly away to Bosnia. But Ukraine, Bosnia, Finland or Kazakhstan are not going to stop France, the current world champions, from winning this group. They're just not. Belgium, they've been serial strong qualifiers here over the last few years. We've been talking about their unbeaten record. We've been talking about their home record. Their, their, their challenge comes from a struggling Czech Republic team and a Wales team that are still relying on Gareth Bale. After that, we have Belarus and Estonia. None of these teams are stopping Belgium here from, from winning this group. And look, this particular type of parlay would have cashed over and over and over and over again in previous, in previous qualification campaigns. So I've not just blindly stumbled upon this. Group F I've left out. Group F is a tough group. You're looking at Denmark trying to win the group here above Austria, Scotland, Israel, Faroe Islands and Moldova. 
But Denmark probably will win this group. Denmark are the strongest team on paper. And if you can shop around and find this line at around about even money, it may be worth laying a little bit down on Denmark to win Group F. Because inevitably, I do think all of the favourites here will prevail. In the Netherlands group, they're up against Norway. We haven't gone against that one because obviously Haaland is a prolific goal scorer. And if there are improvements for the rest of the team, look, if Norway defend well, then Haaland will score goals for you. And if he's fit, they should finish second in this group. But there's there's going to be some competition here for second place with Turkey. And when there is competition for second place, there's a possibility that Norway, Turkey and Holland could take team, could take points away from each other, especially when Holland travelled to Norway and Turkey. It makes it tough. Montenegro are a tougher fourth place team than other teams have in their group. Therefore, we've decided to not go against Holland, not go with Holland for, for us, one of our selections. Uh, Latvia and Gibraltar are the other two teams in this group. They'll be easy to beat. If you're now looking here at Group H, we have left Croatia out. Croatia are the four to six favourites to win their group, with Russia second, Slovakia third, Slovenia in fourth place. Croatia should win this group, but they are an ageing team. They have the problems that Italy had a few years ago. So I don't want any part of Croatia winning that group in terms of laying down a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten unit parlay. I don't want to be relying on Croatia. But I am happy to move on to Group I and rely on England. England have been serial qualifiers. They've been strong. They're going to have a 100% home record here. Their toughest game is going to be travelling away to Poland. Otherwise, they're going to win their away games against Hungary, Albania, Andorra and San Marino. And they are a 1-4 to four parlay piece here to, to win this group. So I think England are going to have no problems whatsoever. And in the final game, Germany serial qualifiers again. They're going to, risk, they're going to get no competition here from anybody. Looking at Romania, Iceland, North Macedonia, Armenia, Liechtenstein, much like Spain, this could be a team that qualify with a 100% record. And that is the reason why Germany are the one to eight favourites here to win this group. So I'm not giving you a lot here on this show, but I'm giving you some very, very strong advice um, as qualifying campaigns go. I've been looking at this for quite a few years and this does qualify regularly. These type of teams don't end up finishing runners-up and ending up in playoffs. They do win their groups. And in this situation, I think it's a very, very strong parlay to build your bankroll for the World Cup in 2022. So that concludes this special EPL EPL show international edition. Don't forget there'll be another show at the weekend. And then after that, you will get your Champions League and Europa League futures preview. That's it from me. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.